Since 1979, Iran has been governed by a hostile religious regime. Yet an uprising is now taking place that presents us with some serious questions. Most especially, how should we pray for Iran? Hi, I'm Rex Rogers, and this is episode number 50 of Discerning What is Best, a podcast applying unchanging biblical principles in a rapidly changing world and a Christian worldview to current issues in everyday life. Iran is experiencing social turmoil and street-level resistance not seen since similar but less widespread protests against the government in 2009, the so-called Green Movement protesting rigged elections, 2017 due to economic unrest and dissatisfaction with the autocratic regime, 2019 due to the rise in gasoline prices. Now in 2022, the death in mid-September of Masha Amini, a 22-year-old Kurdish-Iranian woman who died after being detained for how she was dressed. She was arrested in Tehran for unsuitable attire by the morality police that enforces the Islamic regime's strict dress code for women. Pictures of Amini intubated and unconscious in a hospital bed sparked outrage across the country. She died while in police custody, reportedly suffering multiple blows to the head. Protests have now spread to more than 100 Iranian cities. Secondary schools and universities around the country are flashpoints, and women and girls have been taking off their mandatory scarves, known as hijabs. Many women are waving their hijabs like a flag, a symbol of resistance. Now, to give this some context, think about how the Iranian regime treats women. Appearing in public as a woman without a head covering is a criminal offense in Iran and carries the consequences of prison time. Supreme Leader Ayatollah Khamenei declared that cartoon character women must wear the hijab. Now in Iran, even animated female characters in cartoons cannot reveal their hair. Women are considered the property of their closest male relative and have no legal rights. Girls of nine can be married off by their parents. A woman's evidence in court is worth only half that of a man. Women may not seek to have a man charged with rape unless they have four independent witnesses. Girls who were deemed to be improperly dressed in the street have suffered horrific acid attacks and stabbings in assaults openly condoned by the mullahs. Teenage girls arrested for the offense of posting videos of themselves dancing or singing on social media have been publicly flogged. Young female students attending end-of-term parties have been fined and beaten. Approximately 40 million women live in the Islamic Republic of Iran, over half under the age of 30. Women make up more than 50% of university students, but because of discrimination and blatant sexism creating obstacles to employment, they account for only about 19% of Iran's workforce. So Iran's religion and rulers suppress half or more of its potential creativity and productivity of the country and culture. This uprising is different and more extensive than the three major uprisings we mentioned before. 60% of the Iranian population is now under the age of 35. Since the Islamic Revolution occurred in 1979, 43 years ago, this means that the vast majority of Iran's population has never known anything but extremist religion as a tool to power. Iran's literacy rate in 1979 was 36%. Today, it is 
meaning the population is far better positioned to mount resistance against the regime. Women and girls are in the streets in unprecedented numbers and boldness. In Hebrews 13.3, Scripture tells us, Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. We are to care about and care for fellow human beings, especially those in the body of Christ who suffer injustice at home and worldwide. The ministry with which I serve, SAT7, has responded in several ways. Via its Farsi language channel, The Language of Iran, SAT7 PARS broadcasts throughout Iran, Afghanistan, and Tajikistan. SAT7 is speaking directly to the people in the country, amplifying the voices of the viewers, responding to prayer, even PARS viewers, Iranians, sending their prayers to the channel, which rebroadcast them back to their own people as encouragement. SAT7 PARS is speaking directly to the people by being there through viewer support and live programs, discipleship training, and just providing hope. This response is stronger than simply saying our thoughts and prayers are with you, and then moving on to the next activity in our lives. The gospel makes the greatest difference. It is the most powerful transformative message in the world. People who come to Christ change their values. They change how they look at themselves and their circumstances. They develop hope for the future, and they become aware of ways they can better steward their lives and help others. What Jesus knows is that he can make a person's life better, and then he or she will become better at life. We can bless the people of Iran by being informed and by taking them before the Lord in prayer. Please pray for the people of Iran. Pray for the protection of the church in Iran, isolated believers. Pray that the gospel has free reign during this turmoil. Pray for religious liberty in Iran. Pray for Sat7's Farsi language broadcast. Pray God will make his presence and his will known in the politics of Iran. Well, we'll see you again soon. This podcast is about discerning what is best. If you find this thought-provoking and helpful, follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Download an episode for your friends. For more Christian commentary, check my website, R-E-X-M as in Martin, that's rexmrogers.com. And remember, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm.